for The Athletic Podcast Network. This is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Matt Schneidman, who covers the Green Bay Packers, about this week's game, Week 3, 49ers and Packers, as the Packers come back to Levi Stadium. Third consecutive year they've done that, and two times back in 2019 in the regular season, and then in the NFC Championship. 49er fans will be back at Levi's for the first meaningful game of football since that 2019 NFC Championship, and they'll be doing it against Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanya, Devontae Adams and company. However, no Zadarius Smith, which will play a role in that Green Bay Packer defense. The 49ers enter this game as favorites, but the Packers are always a dangerous offensive team. All things we can talk about with Matt Schneidman, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, September 22nd. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Matt Schneidman. He covers the Green Bay Packers for The Athletic. And a late night on Monday night, uh, Monday Night Football, the Packers get their first win against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Matt was out there at Lambeau Field. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me back on. Thanks for coming back on. And uh, we've gotten to do this a couple of times, I think, over the last few years. 2019, the 49ers meet the Packers in the regular season. They meet them in the NFC Championship. And actually, this will be the first home game for the Niners uh, regular season with fans since that 2019 NFC Championship game. What are your expectations after two weeks from the Packers going into this game? They come in as a three and a half point dog, according to BetMGM. Yeah, I don't know how it happens that every single time the Packers play the 49ers, it's in California. It's now been three years in a row. But hey, I love coming back. I I obviously covered the Raiders for a bit before I came here. I covered Raiders 49ers, covered a couple games at Levi's. It's an awesome stadium, so excited to go back there. But it's been a fascinating two weeks with the Packers. They get their doors blown off in week one against the Saints, 38-3. They beat the Lions 35-17 last night, outscored them 21-0 in the second half. To be honest with you, I don't really know what the Packers are this season. They, they bring back pretty much the same team that's been to back-to-back NFC Championship games, minus left tackle David Bakhtiari, who you could make a case is the best offensive lineman in football. He'll be out for at least the first six weeks after he tore his ACL in practice in Week 17 last season. They also don't have... Last year's first-team All-Pro center, Corey Lindsley, who signed with the Chargers in free agency. But outside of that, they have pretty much the, the same team. And, you know, they showed last night that they are what they should be, and that's a team that can beat up on the teams they should beat up on. Now, can they contend with the, the teams that they play this season, like the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Steelers, the Ravens? We'll see. I think this Sunday is going to be a great litmus test for – Everyone, but especially a young Packers offensive line against a really good 49ers front that was not healthy when these two teams played last year, but they are this time. And the pass rush for the 49ers much more healthy uh, than the last time they saw the Packers as well as Nick Bosa and D Ford uh, both plan to be out there. And the hope for the Niners is that Javon Kinlaw will be able to go as well, but that's not a, a guarantee at this point. Talking about what the Packers expect to be this year, obviously all the drama this offseason was about Aaron Rodgers. And even sort of after week one, after as, as poorly as he played and as poorly as the Packers played, uh, I think there were, were questions about how much he cared was sort of the narrative after the game on Monday night. He had some thoughts and reactions to that. What is the vibe or feeling around the team? Is it an, an all or nothing? I mean, every team that has a quarterback like Rodgers and goes to that many NFC Championship games, two in a row now for the Packers, plans to be a team that competes for a Super Bowl. But the thought that he's going to be gone after this year, is it an is it an all-in situation? Is it all or nothing? What's the vibe around this team? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen after this season. My best guess is he'll be gone if they don't win the Super Bowl. He'll be back if they do. That's literally just a stab in the dark. 
the vibe certainly, at least before the season, and it seems to be still, is that it's Super Bowl or bust, as it should be with a team with the reigning MVP at quarterback and the quality of players they have around him. Obviously, that got off to a rocky start last week, and there was some chatter. I hate to even give it credence, but from a national perspective, does he care? Is he trying to ambush the team from the inside? And he kind of playfully took a stab at those remarks last night saying they were BS, but he said the actual word. And he said, you know, tonight we just wanted to show that we cared. And that was obviously tongue in cheek. But I really think at at this point, until I'm proven otherwise, or until they prove otherwise, last week was an anomaly. This is still a team that can contend for a Super Bowl. The defense is going to be a real question mark. But they have pretty much everyone back from an offense that led the league in scoring last year. And they'll be even closer back to normal when Bakhtiari comes back sometime in the middle of the season. So I definitely get the sense that this is a a team that believes they can win the Super Bowl. Their most important players have said as much. And we'll just have to see if their defense can hold up. Because uh, as has become commonplace around here in Green Bay, the offense is going to pick up their slack. It's, it's whether the defense can pick up their side of the ball. You know, I don't have any idea like who the, the New Orleans Saints are at this point after what they did week one into week two. I think we all sort of looked at the Packers in week one as an outlier performance. Like, this isn't going to happen multiple times. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play this poorly game after game, uh, let alone two games in a row. It didn't seem like that. But also then when I look at the 49ers against the Lions, I was like, is it a case where the Niners are really good or a case where the Lions are really bad? And I think the Lions offensively actually have some weapons. I think Jared Goff doesn't look terrible. I know second half on Monday night he didn't look all that good. But what do you take away from that game and and what are the pitfalls of that defense that you're talking about after they really weren't all that spectacular in the first half of that game against Detroit yeah their biggest problem is Kevin King and I know that's kind of the cliche thing to say and it's cliche and the popular thing to pile on after he's had a couple rough games dating back to the NFC title game where the entire football world saw that but he's been the same liability the first two games this season. According to PFF, he's been targeted six times in the first two games and allowed five completions for 133 yards. That's terrible. You can't have that out there. Eric Stokes, on the other hand, their rookie first-round pick out of Georgia, has been targeted five times and allowed one reception for five yards. He had two really nice pass breakups on fourth down last night, another really nice pass breakup near the Packers' sideline. Eric Stokes is still playing. He still played 44, I believe, out of 57 snaps. Yeah, 44 out of 57 snaps. Kevin King played 56. But the Packers are always, most of the time, going to have multiple defensive backs on the field. But if there comes a time where they have a, you know, a choice, King or Stokes, they got to go with Stokes. I, I understand it's experience over less experience at this point, but that's the big change they need to make. And then their run defense. It's been mediocre for the past couple of years. Brian Gutekunst hasn't done anything to upgrade it other than really hope for returners to, to make those year-to-year jumps. There's no better team to face if you have a bad run defense than a team that is literally going to have me at running back on Sunday night because they have so many injuries. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's the way it's going to go for the 49ers. Still trying to figure out who the the available running backs will be, I guess, as they head into this Sunday night game uh, against the Packers at Levi Stadium. As far as the um, the pass catchers go for the Green Bay Packers, obviously Devontae Adams had a huge catch on Monday night, a 50-yard gain, an over-the-shoulder pass from Rodgers. But I think the most impressive throw of the night was the pass and catch from Rodgers to Robert Tanya in the tight end. He sort of made himself uh, an actual offensive threat, a weapon. I wouldn't compare him to, like, T.J. Hawkins 
Hawkinson necessarily, but it seems like now these tight ends who are pass catchers are becoming huge parts of these offenses, and it looks like Tanyan has been sort of a blanket for Rodgers. There are three catches, 52 yards in that touchdown on Monday. What can you tell me about Tanyan? He has incredible hands, and I, you know, the Packers staff at least gave him a drop in week one, but last season he caught 11 touchdowns, which were tied for the most among tight ends in the league with Travis Kelsey. He didn't have great yardage or reception numbers, but PFF didn't have him down for a single drop last season, even though he told us last week the coaching staff did. So don't believe those those flattering numbers, but he will catch mostly everything. He's become a, a better blocker. He started off as a quarterback at Indiana State, undrafted out of Indiana State in 2017, spent some time on the Lions practice squad, actually, then got cut and has really just grown here into a star tight end. He, he's not quite in the echelon or at least doesn't get that recognition as the Kelsey's, the Wallers, the George Kittles do, but he's a really reliable pass catcher and he's a really key cog to an offense that you got to pick your poison. Are you going to double Devonte Adams? Are you going to double one of the best pass catching tight ends? Are you going to double a running back who had three touchdown catches? The last time a Packers running back had three touchdown catches in a game was 1942. So he's just another weapon in an offense that has a lot of them. And the only thing stopping this offense from finding all those weapons is their offensive line. And if they give Aaron Rodgers enough time. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Do you think Aaron Jones, and I want to talk about the, the stuff he's dealing with off the field and had a, a really emotional performance on Monday night, the first home game for him after the passing of his father. I want to ask you a question about that in a minute. But as far as how dangerous he can be, he's a touchdown machine. I mean, you mentioned the, the four touchdowns on Monday night. Do you think he's more dangerous out of the backfield or as a pass catcher? You know, that's interesting. I, th- I think he's a really good runner. You know, a couple of years ago, he led the NFL in yards per carry. He can do a lot of things on the ground, but what makes him such a good back and arguably a top five back in the league is what he can do out of the backfield. I believe Next Gen Stats had a, had a good stat where Jones caught all five of his flat routes that he ran for 44 yards and two touchdowns. He's lethal out of the backfield, and I asked him last night, are you ever surprised that nobody really covers you? And I don't think he is because, like I said, you can't double Aaron Jones because that means... Devontae Adams or Tunyon or Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to have a mismatch. And what Aaron Rodgers mentioned was how they were able to get Aaron Jones on the linebacker a lot. And Aaron Jones is going to win that match 99 times out of 100, maybe 100 times out of 100. So I think that pass-catching aspect of his game is really what takes him to the next level. And the question I was going to ask you was there was, I guess his father had passed away and he was wearing a necklace that had some ashes from his father in the necklace and, and he had lost the necklace during the game. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't tell anybody not to have that on them or with them while they're playing. The emotion is overwhelming, I'm sure. But did they get a result to that? Did they find that? Was it on the field? Were they able to recover that? They were. So yeah, Jones had a, a necklace with a small black football attached to it with his father's ashes inside and he lost it on his second receiving touchdown of the night and they couldn't find it a couple hours after the game and at about 1:38 in the morning central time I was in the press box finishing up my my work and I saw someone walk out onto the field and I couldn't really tell who it was since the press box at Lambeau is so high up but person had blonde hair the only person I recognized with blonde hair is Brian Engel who's the Packers head trainer so I put out a tweet with that video of, of the person, only person at Lambeau Field after it had been downpouring for a while to come out and he was kind of prancing through that end zone where Jones lost the necklace. 
And I saw him kind of walk off the field shortly before 2 a.m. Didn't realize that he had found it, but Aaron Jones went on a local radio show this morning and said it had been found. And Packers PR staffer texted me this morning that it was, in fact, Brian Engel who found the necklace. So all is good. It is back in Aaron Jones' possession. But Aaron Jones did say if he were to lose it anywhere, his dad would be fine with him losing it in the end zone. Yeah, lose it in the end zone and score four touchdowns. That's uh, that's got to feel pretty good, man. Uh, and then to get it back. So, hey, last one here for you, Matt. Uh, Zedarius Smith goes on IR. This is a huge loss defensively for the Packers. What's the impact on this, you think, against the Niner offense and going forward? Huge. I mean, the Packers were better rushing the passer last night, but, you know, only 26 quarterback pressures. Uh, that's PFF in the first two weeks. They're going to need a lot from Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, their number two and number three edge rushers. And they're pretty good number two and number three edge rushers, all things considered. You can't replace Zedaria Smith. He was a second-team All-Pro last year. He's been one of the best guys in the league at pressuring the quarterback. A stat from our Mike Sando that he put out this past week, and, and you just can't replace that. He's been banged up all camp. He came into camp with a back injury, practiced you know only a handful of times, I believe four or five times, and kind of flared up and it, it was too much to play through after week one when he played 18 snaps. So they're going to be without him until, you know, at least week five, probably he might be back week six, but definitely against the Niners, you're going to have to pressure Jimmy G. And I don't know how well the Packers are going to be able to do it without Smith based on what we saw. Yeah, I don't believe the 49ers have even allowed a sack yet to this point. Yeah, that's uh, a problem for the Packers. Yeah, (laughs) that's going to be an issue, man. So, hey, uh, enjoy the trip out west, man. Great to have you back coming to the Bay Area this weekend. And uh, we'll catch up with you down the road, Matt. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Great stuff for Matt Schneidman. Make sure you give him a follow at Matt Schneidman. He's also uh, does a podcast for us here at The Athletic, Head of the Pack. So if you need to get a little insight into what's going on with the Packers, a little more insight than you got here on the update, cruising into this Sunday's game, make sure you check him out on Twitter and anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you to Matt. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the hottest stories in Bay Area sports. We're about two weeks away from the start of Warriors preseason. We get training camp beginning next week. We've got playoff baseball right around the corner, but on Friday, we'll continue to focus on week three of the NFL campaign. 49ers and the Packers will pull that apart, and hopefully by then, we'll find out which 49er running backs are on the roster. Everybody enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Friday.